Alright, so I guess by definition every show is is new. <laughs> I feel I feel excited for this one though, because this one feels fresh. That's that's the word I would use to describe fresh. this one. This this episode is fresh. We got a lot of things that we're doing uh, on this one that we've never done before. So that's exciting. If the episode is thirteen minutes long, you'll realize that all of them failed and we edited <laughs> it out. <laughs> just kidding just kidding all right it's valentine's it's valentine's day eve so yes a great time to try something new (laughs) speaking of scrunchies okay so uh, let's open the episode with this this is this is my uh, this is my effort into something new. We're going to call this opener FSBT. Crap, I forgot the name of it already. Update. FS, FSBT update. Not, I wrote not it down. Within this. <laughs> just a just singular update. This is my homage to Norm MacDonald and his Saturday Night Live update. Okay. So to make this as awkward as possible, I wrote some jokes, which <laughs> are bad, and we're most likely going to have to censor them. Yay. So I'm just going to send them to Casey one at a time for Casey to perform, even though she's never seen them before. I don't know why this seemed like a good idea, but this is the way we're going to do this. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Oh, I accidentally almost sent that to the wrong DM. That would have been interesting. <laughs> you sent it to Beth Moore. <laughs> she would probably dirty laugh at these and then not give me the dignity of a response. <laughs> Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so this is Casey performing FSBT update. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Robbie, I don't know how to say it. Robbie Zacharias's ministry announced that due to more scandals coming to light, they will look to change their name to something a little less controversial. John Christ International. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, oh, here we go. Okay. Dave Ramsey made news this week by saying he, quote, didn't believe in the stimulus package. Jeez, I haven't seen a Christian this interested in other people's packages since <laughs> Becky Falwell. <laughs> wow. You have a gift for this. I don't think I could write these kinds of jokes. (laughs) The Pentagon recently admitted that it has been testing the wreckage from UFO crash sites. In a related story, Matthew has been testing all the new flavors of donuts at Dunkin' and he finds them delicious. (laughs) Have you really been trying all the new donuts? Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I need I need Rex. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the vanilla cream or like the vanilla the vanilla frosted ones. Okay. Also a big fan of the blueberry cake. I yeah, they throw those in when we get assorted munchkins and they're very good. Yeah, I like those. Oh, here we go. Okay. John MacArthur's Grace Community Church announced that they will be holding an in-person evangelism conference for 3,000 people in direct violation of city health ordinances. This marks the first time since the beginning of the pandemic that a reformed Christian has talked about evangelism. (laughs) (laughs) These jokes are so good. I like that you're you're laughing along at your own jokes. I'm laughing, but I'm I'm laughing out of relief just watching you laugh that that the joke landed. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Former President Donald Trump was acquitted yet by the Senate in his impeachment trial. Not acquitted, (laughs) SBC President JD Greer. For murder. (laughs) That's good. Sorry, I had a typo on that one. I was trying to write them too fast. That's okay. Okay. Last one. Last one. 
Sad news this week, founder of Penthouse Magazine, Larry Flint, died at the age of 78. Bill Gaither strikes again. <laughs> Is Larry Flint, the was he the publisher of Penthouse or was it Hustler? I honestly don't know. I appreciate that Hustler. you think I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's one of those. One of those things. One of those dirty old men. So, what does it say about? Gosh, what does this? What does this say about the state of the church that uh, Larry Flint was only like the third dirtiest man in that second? Oh, never mind. Matthew. Never mind. It's horrible. Horrible. Why would I do that? <laughs> See, all those all those punchlines are going to be edited out, and people won't have any idea what that was about. Oh well. All right. What are we listening to, Haas? What are we listening to right now? Um, well, in preparation for my segment later in this episode, I listened to Sarah Groves for about an hour. <laughs> Just popped around through her whole catalog, and it was glorious. Just the best. <laughs> <laughs> anything else or, or just the Sarah Groves uh, I like I've been listening to the church's radio not the church's radio whatever it's called on Spotify when they have their own playlist this is church's playlist okay. on Spotify I really like churches gotcha gotcha I've been listening to, you're going to laugh at me. This is a weird combination. I've been <laughs> listening to uh, the Much Afraid album from Jars of Clay. Okay. What was that? It's like circa 90, <laughs> like 97 maybe? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been listening to Jason Derulo. Okay. I respect I, it. I, I, I you know what? It's the got some good wants songs. What the heart wants. And sometimes you just... <laughs> I like I like the passion with which Jason Derulo sings. It's very this is another weird comp here. Going across genres. It's 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 got a very Jim Adkins quality to it where he's singing each song like like it's the last song he'll be able to sing before he dies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you ever listen to a Jimmy Eat World song and it's like these guys the, I think the saying is yeah. these guys are, are playing this like the rent is due in twenty minutes. <laughs> There's just a like an like an urgency about them. Is Jason which, Derulo is that R and B? I don't know what I was, I was tr- struggling with that. Like I don't know what you would call him because it's 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 R and B, but it's it's more on the pop side. So I don't okay. really know. Like I don't know. I'm gonna look him up real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm seeing what like playlists he's on that people have put him on because that kind okay. of he's on one called Mood Booster, so he's on apt. one called Beast Mode, like a also apt, very muscular guy as the uh, all out OOs. <laughs> Anyways, I like that mix. <laughs> I, I offer no explanation. That's just no. Happens to be you what? don't need one. <laughs> All right, so got some shoot to shoot, just some random topics here. Okay, uh, but but you've got one. Can you want to leave one. with your one? Break this up for me because I've been talking. Okay, I was wondering who do you think is going to win the annual Spouse of the Year contest tomorrow on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> Every holiday. Everybody who posts on Instagram is in a secret competition to prove that they have the best spouse or the best mother or their wife is the best mother or their husband is the best father. I have no stone to throw because I I sort of, I've been talking to Beth Moore, uh, tweeting at Beth Moore about Valentine's Day. So uh-huh. I, I have no stone to throw here. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not throwing stones. I'm wondering who you think is going to win. <laughs> oh, uh, it'll be the one who says, this man. This man, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> All caps, this man. Heart eye emojis. <laughs> what What have you been saying to Beth Moore? 
Uh, she said something to me one time about the, or like we connected one time about uh, like having all girls. Right. So I was just kind of goofing off and tweeted at her like, "Hey, I'm heading into the store to." Uh, I forgot what I said. Something about like I'm starting Valentine's Day shopping for a wife and three daughters. Have Keith send all of his extra dad power or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then uh, she gave me some advice and then uh just now a little while ago i tweeted a picture of the layout of nice. <laughs> what it, what everybody got so wonderful yeah i went i i, I sacrificed flowers this time i, I went rogue okay. uh, i did no flowers because uh kinder informed me that everybody needed clothes so. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we, uh, wow we, Everybody got an outfit, but it wasn't quite as glamorous as it sounds. I mean, it was just, <laughs> just needed clothes. <laughs> it, I love getting stuff that I need, so it sounds great to me. <laughs> That's really nice. Great. Yeah. I love it. Now, okay. One of my kid, nobody can see this, but one of my kids gave me a... Uh, this is a teal bracelet that I'm holding up to the camera here. Uh-huh. Um, Gave me a teal bracelet that she made because she knew that my high school basketball team the color was teal. That's, so, and what's it made out of? Is it? It's one of these like. Um, is it like rubber or is get, it cloth? Yeah, they get. No, they get the like the tiny little rubber bands yeah, and yeah, yeah. like loop them, loop and loop, loop them, and then make a bracelet. So. That's... Shout out! Um, I'm always repping the teal and black and the <laughs> the crimson and white. Those are my team colors. Oh, look, I'm wearing your team colors. All right. I'm such a good podcast partner. You are. You're, I'm so supportive. Yes, you're a, you're a, a sport maven. <laughs> okay, what have you uh, got for Shoot the Shoot? Uh, this is a callback to something we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about uh, like if secular artists <laughs> had to do like a, like a praise and worship album. And I was thinking of ones that I would actually like to hear. I think I said ZZ Top, which would be incredible. It would be incredible. Uh, And then I started thinking about like the most awkward ones Mm -hmm. imaginable. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought about like (laughs) about Fred Durst. Like if (laughs) covering what? No, it's like if Limp Bizkit had to do a praise and worship album, and it doesn't even fit the criteria. But I just got this like this line in my head over and over again and i can't stop thinking about it and my, i can't do fred Durst's voice but i'll try <laughs> now i know why you want to save me now i know why you want to save me <laughs> and i've just been thinking that in my head over and over again because it's horrible <laughs> but i would definitely listen to it uh and also the red hot chili pepper <laughs> because <laughs> it would be a spectacle it would be an absolute spectacle it really would because you've got three three guys who are virtuosos at their instruments <laughs> and a non-musical member who just sort of scatty bops and rhymes stream of consciousness lyrics so charismatic <laughs> <laughs> I, I start. I, th- I started thinking about Anthony Kiedis of like, what would, <laughs> what would a, uh, what would an Anthony Kiedis praise song be? And his thing is, he likes to talk about states. I don't know if you noticed this, but in their songs, but he just talks about states. No, I'm, I'm not a frequent listener of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so it would just be a bunch of states like clumsily rhymed together, um, like. Uh, Alabama Jesus. <laughs> Alabama. Let's I like see if how I you put your voice. state with Jesus, right? Well, you gotta Just start. immediately. <laughs> Alabama Jesus coming down to save you. Tennessee angels singing hallelujah. Holy Spirit, Georgia. Knew you before I formed you. <laughs> and then it would end in California because everything ends in California. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, actually, I just answered my own question. I was thinking, what would a Fred Durst praise and worship album sound like? 
<laughs> we have the answer. It would sound like Toby Mac. <laughs> We've seen it before. <laughs> I appreciate so how amused you are by <laughs> this whole segment. Listen, for the, uh, the rest of the episode, all I'm going to be hearing in my head is, Now I know what you want to save me. Because <laughs> grace is all the world has even seen lately. <clears throat> That's awful. Let's go to your thing. Uh, you asked me the other day in the DMs, is Ravi Zacharias in heaven? Which is actually a pretty, It's kind of a profound thing. So what do, you, what do we do with that? What, I mean, honestly, like, what do we do with that? When somebody is this renowned, but also uh, turns out maybe like a sexual super criminal. Right. I don't know. I, I don't know. So it's interesting to me, like, thinking about how the different theological traditions have to mm-hmm. approach this, like the Arminian side of thinking, did he do enough to lose his salvation? Mm. And then, like, the Calvinist side really kind of has to turn themselves inside out on this one because it's like the question becomes this this saint that we've spent the last 30 years venerating Mm -hmm. now we have to immediately turn around and say was he ever saved to begin with right (laughs) which is just like whoa was was he was he ever a christian because it's got to be one or the other if if you're reformed he's either he always was or he never was right which is just that that's and that's where i lean and my thinking like was he ever was he ever a christian like or was it just a means to an end of money and power and access? Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, the church hasn't solved the Arminianism, Calvinism thing in 2000 <laughs> years, so we're not going to solve it here. But it, <laughs> we're not. It is. <laughs> I could. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what you want to say. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this is the next version of the uh, the Hoobist tank. Was it Hoobist tank? No. What was the other one? That was Creed. Creed. <laughs> Scott Stapp. <laughs> Maybe they could do it. <laughs> no, no, not like that. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, that's... The different paths you have to take, like when mm-hmm. the, from the different theology, but um, and there's no way. That, I guess my point with that was there's there's no way to do this. Like it's just right. it's un, it's unprovable either way you go, which is just maddening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I wonder too, like what would have happened if he's still alive and it's broke. How 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 would that have been handled? Right. Because maybe this is me being like overly hopeful, but I feel like now with the preponderance of evidence, which I don't know how they would have gotten his phone mm-hmm. if he was still alive, but with with the evidence we have now, there's no way they could cover it up now. Mm-hmm. With, yeah. You know. But I mean, geez. They, they certainly weren't very curious while he was still alive, put it that way. Right? <laughs> so trusting. <clears throat> I mean, and I get it. Like, he, he, was, a, he was a good orator, or, orator of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. good apologist. But the, the warning signs of, like, claiming fake doctorates and stuff, like, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, you know, how many people don't do that stuff? You know, mm-hmm. like like you don't see somebody like Billy Graham wouldn't have done that. Mm. Like Beth Moore is not doing that. Russell Moore is not doing that. People who we respect in the faith, you know, and even somebody like you know, James Dobson, like <laughs> he's not doing that kind of stuff. He already you know? has his though. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> I don't know. I think that question comes from a place of like <clears throat> how <laughs> how far away can you get 
from God and what he wants for you. And... <laughs> and still be okay, you know? <laughs> that's that's really where that question comes from. Which is obviously like you said, we're not we're not here to solve that. Yeah. Interesting too, it sort of connects with an impossible theology question we had with Pastor Rich a long time ago of can someone who is not a Christian lead someone to the Lord? Mm. Which is just a major like mind bender. But oh, that's what we're that's I what remember we're, you guys talking about that. That's a great that's question. What what we're butting into here was, you know, in, in the reformed tradition, if he was never a Christian to begin with, mm-hmm. what about all those people he helped? Like what mm-hmm. about those people who grew in the Lord because of him? What do you do with that now? Mm. Um and, and I don't have the answer to that. I'm just thinking through it. Hmm. Well, I will say this, uh, you know, it's really thrown a kink in my plans to leverage my my brand into a series of spas. <laughs> fun, sexy Bible time massage parlors. <laughs> yeah, just fun, sexy Bible time spas. I, I feel like this is... <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ravi. You really poisoned the well on this one for the rest of us. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, is that all you had on that one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Seamlessly transitioning into this question for you, uh, Mrs. Haas. Beans or peas? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the meal. It's, okay, fair. So, and also, what kind of bean? Are you talking about green beans? Or I'm talking the the palette is open here. I've got my ranking of beans. Uh, top three beans for me: baked beans, jelly beans, green beans. <laughs> a little bit of a shock that I wouldn't go jelly beans number one. Uh, there's some good jelly beans out there. <coughs> okay. But when you're eating barbecue, this is a southern they would thing. When go you're eating... good with the um, Twizzler steak. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. When okay. you're eating barbecue. You gotta have like baked beans, like are just if you got good baked beans with your barbecue. I agree. That's really tough to if beat. If you ever visit Orlando, I will take you to a place with delicious baked beans. Okay. Same for Alabama too, by the way. Oh, good. We're just gonna gas each other up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then record. <laughs> okay. Um. What about like black beans, pinto beans? Like I, uh, <laughs> hey, I don't butter beans. We're in the south. Butter beans. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna eat. I'm, I'm gonna say that black beans and pinto beans are up there for me because I love Mexican food and all yep. its iterations. So, like, if you own a Moe's or Cadoba or Chipotle, like it's yeah. those black those black beans are good. Yeah, they're delicious. Uh, yeah. but. I don't, I don't know. Peas are great on top of mashed potatoes. <laughs> no? Uh, listen, I'll eat black-eyed peas as a southern thing, but green peas are kind of gross. Like, I'm I'm out on green See, peas. I grew up eating peas, like early baby young peas, those the canned kind, mm-hmm. like at, literally every night for dinner with our yeah. whatever our main dish was, we had peas. So... It was a lot of uh, bl- it was a lot of black eyed peas and cornbread for us. Mm. Yeah, so roll tide. <laughs> but green beans, I I don't even consider a bean. Like when I think of beans, they're just called that. <laughs> yeah, green beans are green beans are tasteless. Green beans are a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Where you you know you've got the the meat and the mashed potatoes and the macaroni and cheese and everything else. The green beans are just something to dip into to cleanse the palate and say, oh, this is kind of healthy. Let me go back to eating fried chicken. I feel less bad chicken. about eating my mac and cheese with butter and Ritz crackers on top. Oh, uh, if you get it browned just right on top. <laughs> that is good. That's a good way of doing it. Um, when you when you come and visit us, uh, Kendra will make macaroni and cheese with the good Cracker Barrel cheddar. 
Oh, okay. The fancy that's, cheese. It's, it's not an everyday. That's not an everyday <laughs> macaroni and cheese thing. But for special occasions, we'll break out the Cracker Barrel. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna hold so, you to that. Cracker Barrel aged cheddar in the block, Don't which spend is probably all of your stimulus stimulus check before we come visit. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a solid at this point. What? How much is it? Probably like thirteen dollars for a block of that stuff. <laughs> it's probably expensive. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. All right, ready for housekeeping? I think so. Okay, uh, first of all, housekeeping. Shout out to new patron. We have a new patron on board. Like to say hello to Michael. Hey, Michael. Uh, As of this recording, we don't know what's going on Patreon next. What's going on Patreon next? It might be the uh, uncensored version of all those (laughs) jokes you just told. I don't know. We'll see. When you said we were going to have to censor them, I was expecting to have some good adult words in there, but no, they really just bad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really good bad jokes. (laughs) They weren't explicit. They just see they they validated my rule for being mean. I don't like being mean, and a couple of them were kind of mean. Okay, okay. So, but for the format, it kind of had to be a little edgy. So (laughs) it worked. Whatever. Okay, in my hands, I'm holding Casey Vouch for this. You can see it. Boom! Look at that. That is a package. Um, so, shout out to Sarah. I know we got a bunch of Sarahs, so we'll say Sarah D. Um, <laughs> shout out to Sarah D. I have two t-shirts in that package that I'm sending to you because I suck at mailing things <laughs> and you won a, some kind of contest probably back in 2017 <laughs> and we never actually mailed anything to you. And I found them today and I was like, dadgummit, I never mail that stuff. <laughs> so, Sarah, I'm sending you two t-shirts and an apology. Shout out to you. Uh, a slightly serious note, shout out to the person who I talked to today. You know who you are. Oh. Going, uh, going through. I just had a rough day today, and I am shouting you out to hang in there. That things are going to get better. And as I told you in our message, the full power of the FSBT Empire stands behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very kind. So that's a lot of hang power. In there. It is a ton of power. <laughs> <laughs> it is a ton of power. You do not realize. How many? Re- how much collective repression <laughs> we wield? Just the two of us. I mean, forget the listeners. <laughs> and you bring the listeners in, and it's it's just uh, <laughs> incalculable. Exp- it is incalculable. <laughs> Very good. Uh, our final shout out in housekeeping is shout out to the lady in the grocery store the other day who was so frightened by my freakish appearance that she literally ran around me when it looked like we were <laughs> she she needed she needed to get to something on the other side of me and the, the aisles there wasn't a ton of space so like i happened to glance over my shoulder and she was doing like the little girly like hands up in the air trotting running <laughs> She was literally, she was so frightened by me. She was literally running like behind me just on the off chance that I would turn like in like an ogre and pick her up and eat her. (laughs) Did you laugh or just feel bad about yourself? So here's the thing. When you are, when you are a giant person like I am and you have the aura of a serial killer like I do of just someone who doesn't really smile and it's amplified by the mask situation in public oh, yeah. in public uh, <laughs> so it people are just frightened by you mm-hmm. and I gotta say if I was an extrovert it would be a source of deep concern but as an introvert <laughs> I gotta say it's pretty cool <laughs> Perfect. Works in so, your favor. I have no complaints. Oh, <laughs> poor lady. Yeah. <laughs> She's literally running around me. <laughs> okay. Is that our, all of our housekeeping? So, if, yeah, if, if there's a, an email in the folder... Uh, from someone who says I was uh, a 
accosted in a grocery store <laughs> by a giant man and I escaped with my life. You'll know who it was. Okay. <laughs> is it? Is it? Do we settle on girl talk for this? I don't is feel like I'm settled on that, but I don't have a better um, a better option or totally up to you. Totally up to you, obviously. I'm partial to breakout session. <laughs> okay. Breakout <laughs> sessions with Casey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you can... Oh, we don't have to okay, have a but what's yet. my theme music? <laughs> I have a lot of theme music. I could... <laughs> so you don't even know it now, but I will... There will be theme music in, in this. Okay. I, who's to say what it's going to be? It's going to be incredible. It might be horrifying. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh... messages to respond to and I decided to kind of put them in order of what I felt was seriousness so we'll start at the lightest and go from there and I just wanted to say thank you to the people who sent something because I was PMSing this week and it gave me something to think about besides how much I hate everyone around me including myself so (laughs) Uh, no, seriously, like, I thought about these questions a lot, so I I appreciate the involvement. Okay, uh, first question is from a one Matthew Pierce. <laughs> We're supposed to use my name. Uh, I'm going to say people's names unless they specifically ask not to. So, uh, okay, here we go. Matthew says, I'm a host... Of a prestigious podcast, or prestigious. Very important, very fancy. Anyway, here's my problem. My co-host fills up large stretches of each episode talking about ham. It is my belief that this constitutes abuse, and I'm sure that you would agree. Also, what are your favorite sports teams? (laughs) Matthew, I do agree that um, anybody who forces you to talk about ham... (laughs) Needs to be more considerate of your feelings. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I don't really have any favorite sports teams. I like the Orlando Magic because it's here. But I, you know. What are your favorite sports teams? Those are my favorite sports teams. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you love them all equally and you can't even choose. I do. I just want them to have fun and... <laughs> Much like your children, you could never choose <laughs> which is your favorite. Right. Anyways, Matthew sent me a question to uh, make sure that I had something to say during this. <laughs> and um, I am giving Sarah Grove song recommendations for anybody who sends a serious question. So yours wasn't serious, so you don't get one. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, but that brings me to the next person who actually wrote in asking for a Sarah Groves song recommendation. This is, I mean, is this real life? Okay. Grace says, hey, could you please provide a Sarah Groves recommendation for a mom of all boys worrying about navigating the impending puberty stage? I'm going to get to that. But her PS said, please set back up with my brother so we could be friends. <laughs> so, uh, Becca, Grace would like to be your friend. And she has a single brother, I guess. Okay. So, uh, Sarah Grove's song recommendation. I thought of this song immediately uh, with Grace's question. And uh, it's a song called This Cup. And it's really for anybody who's worried about anything or in the middle of something that you're is uncomfortable or you're not sure how to navigate and uh there's this line in the song that talks about uh just about accepting where you are and talks about how like accepting where you are is better 
than fear or fantasy. So it's better than being afraid of what's coming or imagining that what you're going through could be different. And the bridge of that song, so this is where I feel like it relates to what Grace was talking about with like raising kids and especially going into the puberty stage with with all kids is terrifying, but I can imagine that with boys it's even more. Um, I have a few years till that and I'm, I mean, George is already obsessed with himself, so, (laughs) and by himself, I mean himself. Okay, so, (laughs) uh, the bridge of that song says, uh, what if my whole world falls apart? What if my life could be different? What if I sat right here and took you in without the fear and loved you whole without the fight? and didn't try to pass this cup. So it just speaks to being a time where, in a time where you're uncertain, but accepting it. So, and I have another song. <laughs> One is not enough. Uh, there, that, okay, so the song This Cup is from the Floodplain album. And this song, the second song, is also from that album. It's called Signal. And it really just is a song celebrating uh what kids kind of what happens to kids in those teenage years how they really just become their own person more of themselves and you see it like you see them you see you get to see that happening you get to witness it so yeah thank you so much grace for letting me recommend (laughs) sarah grove songs to you even though i'm gonna do it for everybody okay So, uh, the first person who emailed me was Laura from Ohio and we have two Laura's and they're both Laura S. So really we have to specify them by location. And, um, Laura sent me three, uh, marriage questions. So before I get into those, I have like a huge disclaimer about marriage advice because mostly I don't like people's marriage advice. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like most, most times I hear marriage advice and tips, it doesn't feel helpful to me. Um, because every marriage is made up of two individuals. And so really no marriage is the same, right? What works for two people in a healthy marriage might not work for another two people in a healthy marriage. So I'm like this huge proponent of just you do you, like figure out what it, what works and do it. Um, so I'm going to like share stuff that I feel like has worked for me and for us and what seems like it could translate, but also it might not. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that what I'm saying is wrong or you not being able to relate to it is wrong. It's just two just two sets of individuals that are different. And I feel like I've spent so much energy or like early on in marriage and really when you get into a lot of church cultures, just holding my marriage up against this like broad stroke advice that's been given it's like, I could have spent that energy, like, figuring out myself and getting to know Danny and, like, okay, what's working for us and not worrying about, like, oh, this person said we should be doing this and uh, those people say this, you shouldn't ever do that. And it's like, well, okay, unless we're talking about, like, sitting against each other, we can take all of those kinds of things with a grain of salt. So that's my giant marriage disclaimer that Matthew can play before any other (laughs) marriage questions we get. Okay. So her first thing was after so many years, how do you keep the spark alive? So this question feels a little tricky for me because like when I think of the word spark, I think of like early like your early relationship where things feel really exciting. Um, I don't know if that's what she meant, but that's what I think of. And so a lot of times 
it doesn't feel like a realistic goal for me to think about how do I keep the spark alive? Because they're the natural thing that happens as the years go by is a very real familiarity and like being super comfortable with a person. So I try to think of like, instead of in terms of spark, in terms of connection, that's like the barometer that I want to use. So how do we stay connected? Because the spark can be dependent on like what day of the month it is. (laughs) And so like, I have to ask myself in terms of connection, like, are we fighting over dumb stuff? Do I feel seen? Like, what are the, what are the indicators that we're not connected? Am I communicating my needs or am I holding them in and letting them turn to resentments, etc.? So I think if we think about, like, if you want to think about it from that instead of, like, the spark mentality, um, what what do you guys do together that helps you feel connected and stay connected? And also what could be standing in the way of that? Uh, And a lot of times it's hard because what stands in the way are not necessarily things that we can do anything about, like small children and their never ending needs and demands on our energy and time. And, uh, but like for me, like what I said before, something that I think has stood in the way of connecting was just thinking that it had to look a certain way because of all these ideas that had been put in my mind of like, well, this is what a healthy couple does. This is, this is what you need to be doing. So yeah, uh, don't, don't be afraid to connect in ways that maybe other people don't, whatever that is. And, uh, since you did, like she did use the word spark, I will just go out and touch on, uh, sex. Uh, just when you get older, don't be above just having a schedule. That's it. (laughs) If you have kids and, Like, there's nothing wrong with just hat, like, knowing this day or days of the week is gonna, are gonna be our days, and, yeah. Anyways, okay. (laughs) One thing you've said before, too, and I'll I'll remind you of it now, is just the power of asking. Yeah. Which is one, like you were saying earlier, that you felt like early in your church career or early church life, like, you it wasn't about asking the other person. It was about this imaginary standard yeah. that you had to hold up to. But right. like you said before, like just how powerful it is to just break down and ask the other person, hey, what do you need? Right. Right. And even before that, ask yourself, what do I need? <laughs> like, is, mm-hmm. is there something that's standing in the way of me connecting because there's things that I'm not getting? And then be willing to ask the other person that, obviously. So, okay. Uh, any t- Her second question was, any tips for resolving disagreements? So I kind of broke it up into small stuff and big stuff. Uh, so uh, for small... St- you, This is where I would like you to chime in. Wait. Yeah. For a male perspective on resolving disagreements. So I'll say my stuff and then you can... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, for small stuff, I would say, uh, don't go looking for a fight. Um, I, I know we joke a lot about this liturgy of PMS and I just talked about PMSing, but there are like, it's really good to know yourself and know if you're like feisty and if you're going to go looking for a fight <laughs> and to just be aware. Um, let your spouse be in a bad mood. Uh, this kind of, I just, I think that I got to the point where I was like, you know what? Not everything has to do with me. And I don't like, I don't, I don't know if Danny's upset with me about something, but if he is, he can tell me and I don't have to try and, you know, get in there and figure out what's going on. Cause sometimes that just Sometimes people need to work stuff out in their mind and it has nothing to do with you. And 
like uh when you try to get in there it it causes disagreements about things that don't matter so okay so for the big stuff that's what i consider small stuff for the big stuff i would say uh the biggest first place to start is empathy like try and imagine why is the other person responding this way like why are like what are they feeling and thinking and try to get past the anger stage before you actually try to resolve anything so I don't know if I've ever resolved something while angry. <laughs> it's just a and it's fine to be mad at each other and but it <laughs> you have to calm down before you can make sense to enough to like get to a get to a resolving point. And then um something recently or in the past few years that I've kind of figured out is to ask myself, am I upset about the thing we're disagreeing about or is there something else going on? And a lot of times the, there's something else going on. There's something bigger. It has nothing to do with the thing that we're disagreeing about. Uh, and then another thing that's really helped me is to realize that I am very annoying also in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're fighting with someone or you're disagreeing with someone, it's so easy to just like notice all of the things that they're doing that are annoying and stupid or illogical. And that the thing is, if you guys are butting heads, that very likely they're thinking the same thing about you. And accepting that is just humbling and it kind of like brings you back to yourself be like okay we're just two humans here trying to figure something out together you know what is your male perspective uh i think i think you're hitting on a lot of a lot of the right things uh or a lot of helpful things um i guess the one thing i would add is you know you talked in the beginning about like when you when you're angry and you're upset uh, one thing that's really helpful for me, and I try to do this, is after I'm upset, come back and say, this is what I was mm -hmm. upset about. Um, and I'll give an example of this. We, Kendra and I, had a fight a couple days ago. And honestly, I cannot, this is going to sound like a joke, but I honestly cannot even remember what it was about. Um, but I was I was kind of ugly to her and because it, it was about something else. And she let me have mm -hmm. some space. Um, and I came back to her and I was pretty purposeful about saying, uh, I'm sorry for being ugly. This is what happened. I was, I got my feelings hurt and I was embarrassed. And that's why, that's why I, I reacted the way I did. Um, so, you know, from my part of it anyway, uh, you know, I don't know if it's the male part, but from my part, one thing I try to do is like just like wizard of oz like when the veil gets pulled back and you get to see what's going on pull that back every once in a while and just say i, w I was embarrassed or i was afraid yeah um because you know it feels like you're being too vulnerable but really it helps the other person to just know like okay you're afraid i can relate yeah, to that and also it's literally the one person that you can be totally vulnerable with right assuming that you're yeah. in a safe marriage where the person wants the best for you then you should always as much as you can because also a lot of feelings like when we are feeling those things there's like shame attached but then when you lay it all out there that just goes away it's just you're because the person is gonna obviously this doesn't apply to every relationship if it's unhealthy but that person's going to respond in love right and then you're being loved in that place of like whatever it was so all right okay her last question which i loved so much uh any advice for having energy to do anything all together after the kids are in bed besides watch tv which is all we can manage Here's my question. What's wrong with TV? Why? Why? Like, 
if you have a desire to like, no, this is not what I want to do every night. That's one thing. But is it really that you have this belief that like TV is not a good way to spend time together? It's because I don't believe that at all. Danny and I watch TV together every night and we either laugh together or if it's serious, like you can take five minutes, 10 minutes to like talk about whatever serious subject you were watching. Like if all you have the energy for is TV, then let that, let that be that that's where you guys are at right now, but you can still have connection like with it. You don't have to just, I mean, even just laughing together, that's a huge thing. That's like, (laughs) if you can do that every night, that's amazing. So anyways, I just, it's hard with little kids to, to think about like, oh, we're so tired. We should do something else besides this. But really it's, it's okay. If you don't, if you wanted to though, uh, my, my only thing would be maybe like one night, I don't know what time our kids go to bed. So that's a thing. If your kids go to bed at nine, this is a little precarious, but if they go to bed by like eight, maybe like while they eat their dinner, you have a good snack and then you guys get takeout or something after the kids are in bed and eat dinner, just the two of you at home, you know, but still you can sit down and have a meal without your kids whining about they don't want to eat their green beans or your toddler throwing food across the room. Uh, We did that a lot when our girls were smaller and they were going to bed at the magical hour of 7 p.m. I still reminisce about those times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways... And uh, I have a Sarah Groves song recommendation. <laughs> uh, Sarah Groves does have one song with a title that is a little, come on, and that is I Feel the Love Between Us. <laughs> but it's an amazing song because it's about, uh, it's about, it's about love and a relationship that's worth fighting for. So... Yeah. Thank you so much for those questions, Laura. I hope that I just, yeah, I feel like if you're asking the questions and like you're have the desire to keep, keep at it, then you're already so just in a good spot. When you stop caring, that's when, that's when it's, yeah. Okay. And if all those fails, you can go to each of your family members, (laughs) wait till they fall asleep then crawl in their bed and pick them up and rock them. (laughs) Okay. I want to go back because I have one more thing I want to say about marriage in general. And maybe it can fit under the, the disagreements. Maybe it can fit under the disclaimers. Whatever. This is my first time doing this segment. I get to go back. Pay, pay attention. Think about your parents' marriage or their divorce, or whatever, and pay attention to how you project that on your own relationship. And just maybe be amazed at how you could do that. This is literally something that came to light in my eyes for the first time, maybe like 18 months ago, and this light bulb moment happened and I realized that I was projecting all these fears onto Danny that had to do with things that I watched in my home growing up that had nothing to do with anything Danny had ever done or said or any behavior he had ever displayed. It was all just that. So, yeah. Pay attention to that. Okay. Okay. So the last one is... Anonymous, asked to be anonymous, is from a male listener. And uh, he said, um, he's going to start having some intense medical treatment in March. 
that is going to be hard on him and his family. Long-term outlook is positive. Great. His question is, what can husbands do to care for their wives during times when they are generally helpless to provide and serve in the normal ways a husband should? What does a wife need when their husbands are going through the quote-unquote-in-sickness part of marriage? So, I think the fact that uh, this question is even being asked tells me that your wife is really well cared for already. Uh, if it were me and I knew that I was getting ready to be uh, facing something like this, I would be thinking about myself only probably for a while. And you're thinking about your family and your wife and taking care of her. And I, I just think that's amazing and admirable and I really appreciate that this is this question was sent. If I had to get a question from a male, this is definitely one I <laughs> am happy to answer. Okay, so practically speaking, uh, I would say um, you do have an advantage that uh, this isn't going to be a surprise, right? You know this is coming next month or whenever you have you, you know the schedule. Maybe you don't know exactly how it's going to affect you, but affect you. But you do have some idea that you might be, uh, you know, physically limited in in being helpful around the house or whatever. But it's not like you're getting in a car accident and all of a sudden you can't do anything. You know it's coming. So maybe uh, take stock of like what are your responsibilities around the house now. What, what do you do that is helpful to your family that are like, I, I mean, I know in our family, like we have our jobs, right? Like, yes, we share stuff, but it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, you know, we each do our own thing that that's our thing we do. So are there, is there something you can do ahead of time to prepare for not being able to do those things? Um, maybe ask for outside help hire outside help. Like if you usually mow the yard, can you guys hire a lawn service? And then you don't even have to think about it or, you know, something like that. But really, I think the most important thing is to, uh, think about like what, what, if anything, what does your wife get stressed about at home with the household tasks? And I know you guys have, several kids and, um, or a few kids, I actually don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the chores and stuff are never ending in a family with small children. So, but what, like, what, what is, what stresses her out now as she thinks ahead, what stresses her out to think about you being limited and, uh, is it even the physical labor or is it the, just that she's going to feel so overwhelmed and maybe feel, you know, that she is not getting her needs met in certain areas or just, yeah, for me, I would just, I would need not necessarily help with the chores around the house. I would just need a lot of extra affirmation um, and appreciation shown or expressed. And maybe that's even something you can prepare ahead of time. Uh, not that it wouldn't be genuine, but just like notes or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then I think that like from the spiritual standpoint, which I definitely think should be thought about is that you think ahead to accepting your limitations during this time. So like God gave you this beautiful desire to provide and serve, provide for and serve your family. And that's wonderful, but you're also going to have this time where you're limited and, uh, your worth and as a husband and father is not, is not any less 
because of that, because you're not going to be able to do all those things that you've normally done or that you desire to do. Because I think that if, if you go into this and you're, you have that struggle in your spirit, that's, that's going to affect your family too. Um, maybe even more than just you not being able to help out around the house or, uh, you know, play with the kids as much or whatever. So yeah, just, I think, ask God to help you to ex- to just accept that, accept being needy <laughs> during this time, which I, I, I hate being needy. <laughs> I hate it. I hate needing people to do things for me. And, uh, so yeah, I have a Sarah Grove song recommendation for you. You might be surprised. <laughs> and uh, it's a song called Joy is in Our Hearts. And it talks about uh, being pressed and being fearful, uh, but also Christ being our joy and our strength. So thank you so much for sending that question, asking that question, and for being the kind of loving dad and husband that is thinking about these things. It's just, it's beautiful. Not the kind of question you get from a bad father. No, exactly. Now I know what you want to say. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs>